Well, brothers and sisters, as we uh, mentioned before, uh, we are continuing our series on the Ten Commandments, and today we are looking at Exodus chapter 20, verse 12. I would invite you to turn there in your Bibles or to follow along at the screen. We'll also be looking at Heidelberg Catechism question and answer 104 uh, as well to supplement our understanding of Scripture. So, today's passage is short and sweet, although I think that perhaps sometimes we struggle to understand what it means exactly. So let us listen to what the scriptures say. Honor your father and your mother, so that your life may, you may live long in the land the Lord your God is giving you. The word of the Lord. Amen. Short and sweet, right? Well, let's see what the Heidelberg Catechism has to say about that commandment. Uh, why don't we read the answer together? Uh, so the question is, what is God's will for you in the fifth commandment? That I honor, love, and be loyal to my father and mother, and all those in authority over me. That I obey and submit to them, as is proper, when they correct and punish me. And also that I be patient with their failings, for through them... God chooses to rule us. All right. Good. Excellent. That's clear as mud. Now we don't even have to preach a sermon at all. Correct? All right. So uh, I have a question for you children. Okay? Um, would one of you like to volunteer to come up here and help me with something? Okay, Mr. Osterhoff, you're up. Come on down, buddy. Don't need you. Don't trip and fall on the stairs. All right. Okay. Now, Mr. Osterhoff. Yes? You're speedy, buddy. Yeah. yeah, you're fast. Good job. All right. So I am going to test your acting skills. Uh-oh. Okay? All right. So you are going to pretend... Only pretend. Okay. Like, not really, because I don't want to get hurt. Okay? What am I doing? Well, you'll find out in a second. You're going to pretend to punch me. Okay? Okay. <laughs> it's only pretend, right? You can manage that, right? I guess. Okay. All right. <clears throat> All right. I'm ready. Okay. Pretend to punch me. Oh! oh, oh. <sighs> Good one, man. You did a great job. Now... Here's the question for you. What happened there? Okay? Yes, yes. But what else also happened? Well, okay. But we're pretending he didn't miss, okay? Stinker. Yeah, come on. Suspend your disbelief. Okay, so we're pretending he actually hit me, right? Okay, so besides actually hitting me, what else happened? Sorry? He obeyed my command. <laughs> Propers and prospers. Trouble. Trouble. Okay. Pretending that that didn't happen. Okay. 
pretending that I didn't command him to punch me, even pretend-wise. What else happened? Yes, what? Yes. I got hurt. Yes. That's good. That's important. I mean, it's not good that I got hurt, but it's good... (laughs) It's good that you noticed that. That's excellent. I got hurt. What else happened? He disrespected me, right? Because you should not punch anybody, let alone me. (laughs) So, and here's a phrase that's important. Shame on you. (laughs) Oh, so what else happened? Shame on you. Say it louder. Yeah, right? He is, he is now shamed because he has done something wrong. But also, I am shamed because he did something terrible to me, right? He did something to make me appear weak and and he he beat me and that's not good and I am his elder and so he and he treated me as if I was not his elder and, and so we are both shamed he has done something wrong I have been hurt we are both shamed but also because we are both, did you know this? You are my brother? Yes. Yeah. Oh, right on. Nailed it. Good job, Osterhoffs. Right? <laughs> right. He and I, he's my little brother in Christ. Right? And, and so we, we have brought shame to the name of God as well. Because this is not how brothers in Christ should behave, right? So all of these things happened in our pretend little scenario in which, yes, I commanded somebody and yes, yes, he didn't hit me actually. Thanks a lot, right? But but all of that other stuff happened, right? And, And this is really important. Thank you very much. You can go back to your family. You did an awesome job. Yay! All of these things happened. And we don't, we don't often talk about honor and shame. Gwyneth has been in her studies, uh, one, of the, one of the books that she studied was uh, ministering, in, ministering in honor-shame cultures. And, and it turns out that uh, the majority of the world, uh, live, they live in honor-shame cultures. Uh, they live in cultures where, where sort of the primary focus is... is for us, the primary focus is often on guilt or innocence, right? It is on right or wrong, guilt or innocence, right? We have a very judicially minded sort of thing. We want to do the right thing, right? And, and, and it's not that other cultures don't want to do the right thing, but the majority of their focus is instead not necessarily on right versus wrong, but on honor versus shame. Right? And, and, and you can see this, that, that even in our own culture, this is there in the background, right? 
when we say things like shame on you or or when we when we think about some of the stories that we we believe in that we love like i mean we don't necessarily believe in them as if we think that they actually happened but our fairy tales and so on they often involve stories of honorable knights saving fair maidens and all these kinds of things there are honor and shame we even have other sayings that go along with this, right? There is no honor among thieves, for example. Right? We talk about honor and shame, but we often don't think in those ways. And, and that makes this commandment a little bit difficult for us sometimes because we're not entirely sure what it means to honor our father and mother, honor our parents. And, and, and then we often get this, this other thing, like it's, it's, it's on there that we do this so that our lives may be long in the land that the Lord your God has given you. And, and, and we don't quite know what to do with that either. Is that something, like, is God meaning that there's a direct correlation between how I obey and respect my parents and how long I'm going to live? If so, then maybe my life should be shorter than uh, perhaps it will be. Or maybe it should be longer than perhaps it will be. So what does that mean? Or, or is that not really applicable to us? Because God didn't specifically give us land. God gave the people of Israel land. So is it only applicable to, to them? Or is it also somehow applicable to us? And if so, how? All these are questions that sort of rattle around in our hearts and minds. But then it goes further than that, too, because there's, of course, this question of what if your parents don't deserve honor? What if they don't deserve honor? Right? And I'm not talking about, you know, parents who are flawed but doing their best to love you and raise you in the way that you should go and and doing you know as good a job as any of us do i'm talking about parents who are abusive parents who are um, you know taking it out on their kids or their spouses parents who are never there who are absent who have run away from their home obligations and so on what do we do with that? How do you honor parents like that? Right? These are all important questions. I think we need to remember, though, that context of creation. We need to remember why Adam and Eve were honored so. Of course, it wasn't, it wasn't a, a matter of deserving. They didn't deserve to be honored. But rather, God, as the Father in heaven, their Creator, bestowed upon them great honor in His own name and by His own authority and with His own power. He bestowed upon them the honor of life 
in the first place. They, they wouldn't have existed if it weren't for God. But then he further bestows upon them the honor of being stewards of all of creation and rulers over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air and the animals of the land and caretakers of all of the garden and all of the earth. God bestows upon them honor after honor after honor. And hence, it is entirely natural and understandable that Adam and Eve dwelling there in the honor of what God has given them could stand there naked and feel no shame. You see, the biblical culture of the Old Testament especially is also a culture of honor and shame. And so they could stand there bold as brass, as it were, and do so with great honor. But then we also need to understand something else. We need to understand a little bit about this word honor. It is interesting that the Hebrew word for honor is also used as a word for burden and weight, which is strange at first. But when you really piece it together, it's not. C.S. Lewis understood this, and he, uh, he wrote... Uh, he wrote some, some essays and, and delivered some speeches and so on and so forth. And, and they were compiled together under one title, which is The Weight of Glory. The Weight of Glory. See, he understood that this word honor and, and, and how it is connected to weight is also connected to glory. Think for a moment of all of the times in the Scriptures when people have been confronted with God or His messengers in some way that is beyond what we experience day to day. Right? Think of Isaiah coming before the throne room of God and seeing just the, the, the hem of the tail of God's robe. right, And him crying out, Woe is me, for I'm a man of unclean lips from a people of unclean lips. Or think about Ezekiel. Or, or think about all of those who are confronted with visions. Think about poor Mary with the angel coming to her and the weight of the glory of God causes these people to sink to their knees or fall on their faces. That's what the weight of glory means. That you fall because you are burdened by the heaviness of the glory of God. And God also tied in with that has great honor. Great honor. To all, to Him be all honor and glory and power forever and ever. 
all men. Right? And so this is important. The God of all glory bestows upon human beings the honor of life and of power and of dominion and of His own image. And so those human beings, Adam and Eve, they are glorious and they are honored because of God. And where do they come from? They come from their Father in heaven. And where do you come from? You come from your Father in heaven also. But where else do you come from? What is the first human relationship that any of us ever had? Our parents. Right? My, my father says that he remembers, and I, I believe him, um, I know this does happen for some people, but my father says he remembers being born. <laughs> Incredible. You should ask him about it someday. It's neat, right? Um, we were all born somehow, right? We were all born. We all have that original, the OG relationship, the OG, <laughs> the OG human relationship is our mother and our Father. We were born to them. They, just like God gave us life, through them, God gave us life. God gave us life through our parents. And so they deserve, in the sense that they have been given by God, this honor. And we need to give it to our parents. Honor them. Not, not, because, not because it is some great thing that they did, but rather it is because God has done some great thing through them. And that is bringing you about. So that in some senses, they image God. Not, again, that they have done any great thing. I mean, I think it's great that I'm alive, right? But God did that through them. And so they are honored. Now what does that mean? What does that mean in those difficult situations? Sometimes we can mistake honor for uh, blind obedience or blind following, but that's not quite what we're looking at here, right? Uh, in the biblical text, the, the understanding is, as far as I can tell in the research that I've done, there's Lots of different interpretations on this. But there is a really clear connection that is made explicit by the writer of Exodus, by Moses himself, right? When Moses records the words of God in the Ten Commandments, it says, honor your mother and father so that your life may be long in the land the Lord your God is giving you. Right? Think about it. Honoring parents, primarily in that moment, Moses is speaking to adults. <laughs> Kids, that doesn't mean you're off the hook. You have to honor your parents as well. But primarily, God is speaking to adults. Adult children of the elderly, especially. And God is saying to them, look, you need to take care of, lovingly and respectfully, your parents as they age. You need to honor them by taking care of them, by being with them, by respecting them, by treating the wisdom and years that they have 
with respect as well. You need to honor them by taking care of them. Right? Remember one of the big issues that Jesus has with the Pharisees? Right? Jesus has this big issue with the Pharisees over something called korban. Right? Korban is this thing where, where, where people in, in Jesus' day would set aside certain possessions or, or, or monies or whatever and say, that's dedicated to the Lord. That's going to be reserved. It's almost like a, a, a kingdom fund. Right? You're going to use it for kingdom purposes. But Jesus' issue was not that they set aside funds for Korban, but rather his issue was that they were taking funds and resources that they were supposed to be using for caring for their elderly parents and declaring it korban and therefore stealing it from the care of their parents. They were taking it and setting aside for other uses so that their parents were going without. They were not being taken care of. And Jesus said, paraphrasing, how is that honoring your mother and father? Right? Now, here's another thing. Parents, uh, how many of you as parents would say that you're perfect? Huh? Good. I love asking that kind of question, right? Because nobody ever gets to stick up their hand. I can't either, right? None of us as parents are perfect. None of us had perfect parents. And honoring our parents doesn't always mean doing exactly what they say. Kids, when you're little, it really does mean that. <laughs> okay? <laughs> A lot. <laughs> okay? But as you grow up, of course, you become your own person. You become mature, hopefully. Right? You get married, in which case your ultimate allegiance under Christ shifts from your parents to your spouse. Right? You have perhaps your own children and stuff like this, but you can still honor them even if you choose not to do what they think you ought to do in a given circumstance. You can also honor them even if, and this is really hard, even if they were absolutely terrible parents. Believe it or not, it is possible to honor abusive parents. Sometimes that looks like removing yourself from their presence so that they can no longer shame themselves by hurting you. When Mr. Osterhoff came down and punched me, right, he shamed himself. If I do not allow him to punch me, then he cannot shame himself in that way. Right? This is true. It is partly for Isaac's sake that I ought not to allow him to punch me. And so too with parents who might be abusive. You need to be safe for yourself, but also you honor them 
by not allowing them to continue to dishonor themselves. This is the same in a marriage relationship. The Christian, the Christian community has in the past, and still today, sadly, been absolutely horrible in some ways on this front. We have pushed the keeping together of marriage, which is sacred and which is meant to be, you know, a lifelong commitment, but we have pushed it to mean that even if your spouse is abusive, even if your spouse is doing horrible things to you, then you ought to honor the marriage by staying there. You honor the marriage. You honor your spouse by no longer allowing them to harm you or to shame themselves through their action. And sometimes, sadly, that, that ends up meaning that ultimately, eventually, divorce is necessary. It's not what anybody would want. It's not what anybody would desire. It's not what God wants for us. But it is something that God has permitted because of the hardness of our hearts. So how do we honor our parents? We honor our parents by loving and respecting and and treating them well. We honor them by appreciating the age and the wisdom that God has given them. We honor them by taking care of them in their old age. We honor them by respectfully choosing to disagree from time to time. We honor them by not allowing them to shame themselves. We, We honor them in all of these ways. And how does that make our life long in the land that the Lord our God is giving us? Well, it makes our life long because we are also setting a pattern. We are setting a pattern of honor for parents. We are saying not only do we honor our Heavenly Father, not only do we honor God, our Father, who gave us life and who gave us all of the image bearing that we have and the authority and the power that we have as human beings, but we say we also, in His name, honor our parents. And we are setting and establishing a pattern that this is what we do so that when our children grow up and Aaron is like old enough to do this for his decrepit parents, he also will take care of me in my old age and my wife, right? I pick on Lydia and Kieran, but they're not here right at the moment. They also have to do that. Don't worry, you're not alone, right? So my life can be long. Why? Well, partly because my kids honor me, and because they honor me, they take care of me. And because they honor me and take care of me, then their kids, hopefully, will also learn to honor their parents and take care of them when they're old. Right? And the pattern goes on. Honor your father and mother so that your life may be long in the land the Lord your God has given you. Why? Why? Because in some sense, Our parents image God as the givers of life. The first human relationship we have. 
Let us pray. Father in heaven, thank you so much that you have given us, not through our own deserving, but through your miraculous power and through your generosity and love, you have given us great honor. Lord, please forgive us for all the ways in which we have shamed ourselves and the ways in which we have brought shame to Your name in this world. We know that You, O God, are not stained with shame as if You could be. But nonetheless, we have brought in this world Your name through the mud. And so, Lord, forgive us, please, for all the ways in which we have shamed ourselves and you. God, please also forgive us if we have shamed our parents and ourselves through not honoring our parents. Help us, O God, to care for our parents as they age, but help us also to honor and love and respect them, to treat their words of wisdom as important and valuable and worthy. Oh God, help us to honor our parents in your name. And Lord, in doing so, may we continue to establish a pattern of honoring those who are in authority over us, not because they have done great things necessarily, O oh God, but because you have placed them there. And you You, O God, have honored them through what You have given them. Father, we pray that the world may see how we honor our parents. And they may know know and they may hear of how we do so in Your name. And that through honoring our parents, we are honoring You as well. O God, we pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen.